Hey everybody, it's Charity Gibson coming to you with another episode of the Badass Moon of Promo Podcast. Today I have one guest with me that is from one of my very favorite distributor companies in the promotional products industry, Monarch. We have with me today Rachel Minogue. She's a senior account executive with Monarch and we are recording from two separate locations in very cold and very snowy Denver, Colorado. Rachel, thanks for being on. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Also cold, but so excited. This is my first podcast, so I'm really hoping I don't stumble over my words too much, but um, I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm excited. That's one of my favorite words, excited. And I always say, I notice in this podcast all the time, like, and I love how, and I love it, and I love, and I love. I'm like, okay, Charity, I know that you love things, but you got to quit saying you love everything. But I really do. I love it. I love that you're here. I don't love the snow in Denver, and I don't know how you deal, but I'm super excited for you being on and, and uh, being able to play a part in your first podcast. How cool is that? So thanks for giving me the honor of doing this. This is so rad. Yeah, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, I don't know how many people know a whole lot about Monarch either. Um, I know you guys are like a boutique agency. You guys do some of the most rad swag in the industry. But um, so who the heck are you and how did you get to where you are? Yes, yeah, so I am from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I graduated from the University of Kentucky in December of 2016. Um, shortly after, I came out to Denver with my now fiance to visit some friends um, that were out here. Um, she was in school and we were like, let's go visit them for New Year's Eve. Um, and we loved it, fell in love with the city and the short week that we were here um, and said, let's only apply to jobs in Denver. That's where we wanna be. Um, so let's get out there. Um, so I found Monarch's job posting and it was actually the first place that I heard back from and the first place that I interviewed with. Um, and then I got the offer and moved here like three weeks after that. Um, so I got really, really lucky. I know that doesn't happen with a lot of people. So I feel pretty, um, pretty blessed to have found Monarch, um, straight out of school like that. Um, so I've been in Denver three years next week, actually. Um, and since we've been here, I have explored all of Colorado. Um, we've tried so many new breweries. Um, I've picked up skiing. I might not be very good, but I try. <laughs> um, we've gotten engaged. I got a dog who is my firstborn and he is spoiled rotten. Um, so that is a little bit about me. Yes, you're right on track with who Monarch is. We are a um, smaller distributorship who is been similar to an agency. Um, we work with a lot of agencies. Uh, we thrive with that fast-paced, custom, um, ever-changing, timeline-driven type client. Um, of course, we have some of the corporate and um, healthcare, other type of industry clients, but the agency is really um, where, at least for me, I personally thrive. Um, we are in Chicago, in Denver, and Yvonne started Monarch um, almost 11 years ago now. Um, and then her and Anna teamed up, I'd say like five years ago, and then I came on three years ago. Um, so we are continuing to grow and thrive in the custom, really creative, um, making mistakes happen and learning from them. <laughs> um, yeah, type of company. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and a little bit about Monarch. Um, 
I love my dog. (laughs) Well, good. That's good. Yeah, I love, I met Yvonne. So we were both, um, and it's so funny because there's like, weren't you a rising star like way early on? I'm like, no, really, it was just a few years ago. So Yvonne and I um, were in the rising stars class together for PPAI or PPB magazine. And Uh I love um, when I walked into your office a few weeks ago or a few months ago now, gosh, the year goes by so fast. Um, I love that. It's like, you guys are kind of like, you're always kind of here with us because you're right on our coffee table on the magazine cover with Yvonne. So um, it was so fun meeting her and hearing all that she has done with Monarch. And um, I love obviously woman-owned company and not just woman-owned company, like super powerhousey. And um, yeah. I love that you guys work with, uh, you know, obviously people in the entertainment industry and you contract with ad agencies. And I think that is such a unique um, space that not very many distributor companies venture into. And if they do, they don't necessarily know how to thrive. So I guess I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously we talked about how you came into the business, but as far as what you experienced, um, you know, kind of like your learning curve and um, the things that you really loved coming in, tell us a little bit about that. Like when you came into this job, I mean, obviously I don't know if you knew exactly what it was going to entail. I don't think any of us really know what yeah. we were getting into. And we're like, we're going to be promotional products professionals. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. But tell, tell us a little bit about how, how that worked. Like, what did you love? Like when you came in, the things that you really fell in love with and um, what do you still like about it now and how, how has that changed or has it changed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's a really good question. I think it's such like a, there's so many things that come to mind when that question gets asked um, because there are so many parts, there's so many um, like silos to the industry that all kind of like coexist and work together to make, Um, monarch and make this industry and make our clients and make our vendor partners kind of who we all are and like help us all function Um, so I think the first part of the industry that I like am truly I truly love and I'm really passionate about which you kind of mentioned is getting to work with and build relationships um, with some really cool and high profile clients Um, like you mentioned I am very the bulk of my clients are in the agency um, industry, working mostly with um, spirits and liquor brands, um, which is a very fast-paced, ever-changing industry. Um, they're always picking up new brands, dropping brands, planning new events. This event came up. They have budget. They don't have budget. They had budget. So it's like all of these different things. Um, and while some people have trouble kind of thriving in that adaptability or need more um, of a routine, I'm kind of like, just throw it at me and I'm gonna figure it out um, type of person. So I really love the ever-changing, um, the ever-changing days that help me to build the relationships with my clients and with my contacts. Um, relationship building is like really important to me and is really um, something that I have found a lot of joy in that I think also ties into helping me be successful. Um, So I think that's one thing that I love in the industry. Um, I think the flip side of that, but piggybacking off that is vendor relationships um, with our vendor partners. Um, And even with like competitors and people who you're meeting at SKU events and people who you're meeting at PPAI, um, it's such a supportive community um, that regardless of if we're all going after the same client or we're going after totally different industries, 
this is an industry where you can feel that support kind of all around from competitors, from vendor partners, sometimes from the clients. Um, yeah. And it's, it helps you to just build each other up and support each other. Um, and I think that's really unique to our industry that we have all of that like mutual respect for each other. Um, how can we help? How can we get this done? What do we need to do to accomplish this? Um, how's your personal life? Or how are your kids? How is right. your husband? I know you're planning a wedding. How's that going? Just having that camaraderie in this industry is, I think, something that's so unique and something that um, I often take for granted. And then I take a step back or I hear my friends talking about how they don't talk to anybody at work or they don't know anybody in other companies or they don't have the benefit of like learning from other people like we do. Um, and I think that's something that we're really lucky to have. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. And then I think the third part of the industry that I love is Monarch, um, which I think sounds really cliche because obviously I love Monarch. I've been here three years, but I'm, I just feel very lucky to have found a company that is so not only like operationally a well-oiled machine. I mean, we literally have processes for like anything. If you're ever stuck, it's like, have you checked the resources? I bet there's like a, some kind of resource that will help you get unstuck. And I'm like, oh, good idea. So I think there's like that part of Monarch, but then there's also the part of Monarch that's like, we're so invested in your personal and professional development um, and seeing your success and seeing you grow and seeing you thrive. Um, that makes me love this industry even more and makes me motivated to come to work and to work harder and to grow those accounts and to meet more people and to take chances and to scrape a knee and do all of those other things um, that just kind of like help me, they really truly help me thrive and grow into, um, into a better salesperson and a better teammate. So that's the long answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's a, that's a very Charity Gibson answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> to tend to do the same thing. So it's refreshing to hear somebody that's super excited and you can hear the passion coming through and the love for Monarch and the love for the industry in your voice. So I really have a deep appreciation for that. And one of the things that you said really resonated with me. Um, notice I didn't say I love. I was so proud of myself that I <laughs> totally did that. Like it resonated with me. Um, the idea that, you're building relationships and how important that is with you and your customers. And you kind of take things as you come and figure it out. And it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with product at that point. I mean, obviously, yes, we sell a product, we sell merchandise, we put brands and logos on things, but the, mm -hmm. at the crux of it, at the very, very base of everything we do, the people that are very successful and that find the most success in this industry, I feel like they're the people that have the relationships with these people. And it's not, I'm going to work with my client on a promotional product that'll suit their needs. It's, Hey, mm -hmm. you know what, Jenny in whatever department, like, Hey, let's go um, out for dinner and let's talk about what you have coming up and, Oh, you're going to, okay, let's, this is a problem that you have. I think we could do this or we could do this or, you know, so you're ideating and providing yeah. these solutions for people that, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 that is the most important thing is to be able to have those open conversations with people and just link arms with them and become you know, it sounds super cliche, but a solutions provider. And so many people miss that piece of the puzzle and don't understand why their business can't scale. They can't understand why they're not keeping and retaining clients, why they can't get new customers and why it's so hard to kind of penetrate those um, walls that other people have up on them. And it's, you know, mostly because 
other people have come in and have solidified those relationships. They've mm-hmm. built friendships. And I, like you mentioned on the supplier side too, like your vendor relations stuff, um, a meeting that I was just at, actually all of my meetings have been just super fun talking over coffee and, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, chatting about, I, I walked into one meeting today and I brought, I had a catalog. I thought I had a catalog. I couldn't find the catalog. My laptop was dead. I was like, you know what? Is, I'm not showing product anyway. Like this is really kind of a get to know you meeting anyway. So I just sat down. I'm like, rookie mistake. Didn't charge my laptop. Sorry about that. But mm-hmm. I really am here anyway. I've never met you. I don't know anything about you. Tell me about you. And so, um, you know, we talked about college and um, we talked about how this person had gotten his start in the industry and where he came from, what his goals are, who his clients are, what mm-hmm. he's excited about. Basically this kind of similar podcast, but in, you know, a conversation about how we're going to do business together further. Now we're friends on Facebook and he showed me pictures of his kids and I showed him pictures of my kids. And it's like, now when I call him next time, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to come into your office. And I'm going to show you products because I know who your customers are. I know the type of person that you are. But most importantly, if I never walk away with any sale from any one of you, the biggest thing is that I walked away from today with another friend and somebody that, mm-hmm. you know what, we, now when I come to Colorado, we can all get together and we can have tacos. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and if I had to get a different job tomorrow, like I still, that to me, is the favorite part. The happy byproduct of all of this is that we're getting paid to take people out for tacos and build relationships. And oh, by the way, we're going to enter some orders for, you know, some umbrellas from Peerless or we're going to, you know, whatever it is, or I'm going to help you if you don't know where something is. Chances are because of my experience, I can be a resource for you, even if it's not me. I'll, you know, and I'll tell you, go grab that pen from Gold Star, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to help you solve your problems. And it's so, so simple. Um, and we are very, I completely agree with you that we are so fortunate in this industry out of everybody that I've heard that our jobs are, yes, they're stressful. And yes, there's, you know, our, our blood boils and there's blood pressure problems sometimes. And yes, we need ibuprofen and wine on the end of Sunday. Not, it's not easy, but mm-hmm. it is worth it. And it's always completely enjoyable. So um, it's great. Definitely great to hear that. Um, and obviously you talked about all of your wonderful things and all of the things that were happy and how much you love everything. I'm sure there probably also had to be some challenges that you faced um, moving into a new city and jumping into a new industry and our industry. Um, it's a little quirky sometimes. <laughs> so I'm curious, you know, what did you face any unique challenges or was there something that surprised you that you didn't expect? Um, and if so, like, how did you overcome it? Or are you still working to overcome it? Is there, you know, something you need that we can help you with? Like what, where are you with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, this question also has two parts. Of course, my questions are never, I feel like, I feel like I definitely relate to you on a spiritual level when you like, you're like, I have so much to say about this one question. So I definitely (laughs) am going there. (laughs) Um, but so this question definitely has two parts to me. I think the first part is that, um, I hadn't been in like a truly sales role, but then also that's paired with like a creative and client management, vendor partner management, kind of everything. Um, And I think that the challenge for me was becoming, I call it like a sales chameleon um, who is kind of able to adapt and adapt quickly being our industry is so deadline driven. Um, I would say, with so kind of what the sales chameleon means to me um with clients i have several industries that i am working in um in the same day so 
my agencies, which are the bulk of my business, are um, a lot of liquor and spirit brands. I have a healthcare client, and then I have some more corporate clients, and then I have a political client. So there's like a little bit of everything, and they're all very different, and their needs are all very different. Well, of course, they overlap. It all comes down to, like you said, the solutions um, and what we can provide them. The events and the types of things they're doing are pretty broad. Um, and then I would say another layer to that is that with agencies specifically, um, I'm working on several different brands with several different contacts at the same time who all have different events and needs and ideas and timelines. And then another layer to that is with, with the specific contacts I'm working on. Um, and this is actually something I learned from Sam Cates with Common Skew at Skew Sessions last year in Chicago. Um, there are the one part that she was talking about that like super stuck with me that I think about weekly um, is that there are thinkers and feelers um, where thinkers are going to be more direct communication feelers, which is me and I think probably you as well, um, are more of the fluff and how are you and I hope you're having a great day and the rainbows and butterflies, but you have to mm -hmm. be able to determine the difference between your contact and if they're a thinker or a feeler to know how you need to show up for them. So then I think another layer to this sales kind of everything that's happening in the same day is working with our vendor partners that conversation looks very different than the conversation i'm having with my client and of course it could be about the same product but i'm more tactical getting information how can we pull this off what are our capabilities here um what do you recommend from our vendor partners whereas with the clients it's like here's what we recommend and here's why so there's a very different kind of communication and how you're going to show up there so I think with all of these layers, and of course there's several more layers, but being able to be a sales chameleon and identify the layers and then being able to flip from working on a rush order with a liquor brand at the agency who has a feeler contact to being able to flip to orders with a vendor partner and getting the rush complete, are we, do we need to overnight ship, that kind of stuff. And then flipping again to our corporate client who has like three months to place the order and it's a thinker contact and you know all, they don't really want all of the fluff. So how am I a fluffy person going to show up to them with like the direct contact they need? So being able to identify the situation I'm in, understand what do what do my clients what do my contacts what do the vendors what do my the people that i'm working with what do they need from me to get the job done quickest and easiest and how can i show up for them that is going to um provide them value and um really find their solution um no matter who it is so being able to like really change and morph like a chameleon does to get to um, the successes and the wins, um, and even the fails and getting through that, um, being able to learn those kind of qualities and morph and adapt like that has been, it took me some time. Cause I think at first I didn't realize I was a feeler. So I would get an email from a thinker and be like, where are the exclamation points? Where's the fluff? <laughs> like what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> like yeah. totally expecting the fluff. And then it's like, I'm not getting the fluff. What's wrong? What am I not providing them? And then being right. able to take that step back and say, it's because they, they don't communicate in fluff. They communicate in direct and problem solving. Let's get to the point. 
um, type. And that doesn't mean that I don't have a good relationship with them. It just means I need to understand that when I can adapt to communicate with them how works best for them, we're going to get to the end result quicker. And then we can have a little kickback fluff after that and say, how'd it go? How was the event? Do you have any photos? You know, anything like that. So right. being able to adapt like that has been something that I think was a frustration that I've, I'm still working on, but trying to um, learn more about and identify to be able to adapt quicker um, is something that was a challenge for me. And then I think on, I guess, kind of the total flip side of that, um, a frustration that I think I'm still kind of going through and something that actually came up for me more recently um, that I might need help on would be, um, I am, I found that, um, Anna and Yvonne are in leadership and owner roles. Um, and it was, it's easier. I think this, I could be wrong. So please point me in the right direction if I'm wrong. I think it's easier for the leadership and the ownership roles to create these like mastermind groups or these weekly groups of, um, entrepreneurs and coworkers and um, competitors who are thriving and working together and learning from each other and giving each other advice and having speakers and like just kind of thriving is a group. And I haven't really found that in the account level or people who are like, you know, working with the clients, doing the orders, kind of doing a little bit of everything in the grid of it. Um, to share experiences and to share advice and to ask questions and to say, I need help. I'm kind of stuck. What do you guys think? Bounce ideas off of each other, things like that. And I haven't totally found, not totally. I just haven't found a group of like-minded people that are kind of at that stage that like in between stage, um, to kind of bounce ideas off of. I don't know if you've heard of anything or if I'm totally missing something completely, but, um, I don't know. That's just something you're that totally kind of missing something. I am. You're, oh you're totally, we have a secret club and we meet every Wednesday on phone. Oh, no, totally. and it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for sure. Well, going back to before touching to that, no secret club, obviously. I mean, I'm sure there probably are some clubs I don't know about, but um, yeah. going back to what you're talking about as far as the communication, yes, I have the same thing. Like, I obviously am um, a very feeler. I'm actually, um, as far as personality types go, if you like study and think about archetypes and things like that, I'm a mm -hmm. true sanguine. And um, it's like less than 2% of the population or some weird number like that, that actually is energized by people and is a true, um, you know, everything that I do is talkative. It's a little bit of ADD, different things like that. But because I've had such, um, I, I actually have developed a huge respect for people that communicate directly and that think very linearly and mm -hmm. that, um, move very succinctly from a starting point to an end point. Um, obviously not to get stereotypical, but I do think a lot more males obviously think and act that way than females. And okay. so I, just because I have typically gravitated towards hanging out with guys, um, I really have studied and, um, had tried to mimic and learn how to think that way so that when I am communicating with somebody that is a direct communicator that doesn't have a whole lot of fluff in their communication mm -hmm. that I'm not 
I'm not, I don't take offense to like, oh, they don't like me or why, you know, what am I, the same kind of a thing. Like I have had to learn that just because somebody doesn't add an exclamation point or a heart or a (laughs) smiley face that it's not that they aren't pleased with me or that they're not happy with the communication or what's, what's going on. Mm-hmm. They just, that's not their style. And so, um, you know, uh, one of the classes that I took in college and I absolutely loved was, um, uh, oh my gosh, why can I not remember the name of it? This happens all the time. I just forget words, but it's okay. But um, it's, you know, basically behavioral management. So um, pretty, pretty much understanding what people, what makes people tick. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, personality archetypes and what drives human behavior. And to me, that's always been super fascinating and I love studying, you know, if this, then that, if you say this to this type of person, what's the reaction going to be? And how can you change the, um, you know, the delivery method, the behavior, the whatever to, you know, not manipulate, but you know, <laughs> manipulate the outcome, you know, just massage yeah. the outcome to be more favorable, you know, for everybody that's involved in the process. And I think you mentioned that, and that is one thing that, I think anybody that's listening to this, if you've not studied human behavior um, and organizational management and what really makes people tick, even psychology, I mean, as uh, not even psychology, but psychology as well, um, mm-hmm. understanding human emotion and communication. Like if I could tell people to take classes as a promotional products distributor, I would say communications classes, organizational behavior management, and graphic design like you have so many competitive advantages in this industry if those Mm -hmm. three things if you can just master you don't have to get a degree um in anything but definitely focus in and increase your skills in those areas and it's it's a massive difference the funny thing is now there are times because i am a type a personality and i've learned to be not as fluffy where I swing in the opposite direction and I piss people off daily with, they're like, you're so rude. Like, how could you, you're so direct. And that was very cutting. You have like a sharp tongue. I'm like, do you know me at all? Like, I mean, yes, I'm sure I can get like frustrated with people sometimes and it comes out very curt, but never in a million years. I'm like, that is not how I intended it. So now I feel like I'm constantly misunderstanding and I'm trying now to go the opposite way. I'm like two positive comments for every one negative comment. It's not even a negative comment. It's just not a fluffy comment. So I totally, totally feel you there. And I love that you said that because it's massive and that chameleon concept, um, taking it back to personal relationships that I have and outside of the sales. Um, it's funny because obviously if you're a salesperson in your career, there are certain aspects of that that transfer over into your personal life. And so, mm-hmm. um, people always say they feel very comfortable around me and I'm always very welcoming and they always like to hang around and, you know, we always do fun things and they always just feel good hanging around me. And I'm like, it's funny because like, and my fiance even said the other day, he's like, I don't even know. We've been dating for almost five years. And he said, I don't even know if I was going to buy you concert tickets, what concert to take you to? Because every time we get into the car, you put on music that I want to listen to. And if you're in the car with your daughter, you put on music that she wants to listen to. So if Charity Gibson was going to go to a concert, what kind of concert would Charity Gibson go to? And I'm like, country, like, why would you not know that? I like, I love country music. And he's like, we never listen to country music <laughs> I'm like, because I'm always too busy being hospitable and, you know, transforming my, and just very easygoing. It's not that I don't like what you, it's like, I'm not being fake about it or anything like that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Let's roll. Like I'm comfortable. We're chameleons. And it's a very, very, very interesting thing because 
um, if you're not careful, it's like, who are you? I feel like we almost have to take stock every once in a while. Like, okay, we get it. Like, are we the fluffy person? Are we the direct person? What kind of music do we like? If it's just me in the car, like, what am I going to go drive to, to eat for lunch sometimes? I'm like, yeah. well, what would Charity Gibson do? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, somebody tell me. So yeah. that's funny. And then the, the second part of that, um, being able to find sales support. The first thing that I would say, just um, from a me giving advice standpoint, but everybody out there listening um, to this podcast, I'd love for you to chime into this afterwards. So make a note of this, jot down a note and leave a comment in the section of Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're listening to this or wherever you found out about this, even on the website, leave a comment below. Um, in me personally, I think it's a mindset shift. And I think you have a very driven personality where eventually, obviously you are heading towards management. But one of the things that I love that I heard when I was a kid, and it has helped me. Um, and this is part of the reason I want to be a speaker when I'm older. Um, and you know, when I grow up kind of a thing, is that when I was younger, I had such good influences. I grew up homeless. I didn't have um, you know, parental influence in my life. Uh, my sisters are way older than me. And so they were not influencing my life. So I really relied on people in leadership positions to influence me. And my band director in eighth grade um, took us to a leadership seminar. And the guy that was talking, he said, act as if. He said, whether you're on the front line at a, um, at a fast food restaurant or you're the janitor at a convenience store, act as if you're the CEO and treat people as if the C as, as if you owned the company and how would they, that person treat a customer that came in or how would that person treat another employee? And if you continue to act as if you are the CEO, maybe just maybe one day, that's exactly who you'll be. And not that you'd ever want to, you know, take Yvonne's job or, you know, Anna <laughs> or something like that, but there's obviously, yeah. I love the, that they are a place that there's, I know in my heart that they are the type of people that if you work your way up to that, then they'll make a space for you kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, if that's the, the way that it would go. But in the meantime, trying to find that support, I think is, um, you know, obviously going to events like SKUCon and SKU Camp um, is, a, is a big deal. And just continuing to put yourself out there and networking in that way. Um, and it's funny because I think sometimes we are looking for answers um, in a sense that we are looking for other people to ask the question so that we know we're not alone. And mm -hmm. what we fail to do sometimes is to be the first one to ask and to put it out there because I found this with this podcast too, is nobody, I didn't think there was anything else, you know, anyone else that was having the problems that I was having or that was, uh, you know, celebrating the same victories that I was celebrating or facing mm -hmm. the same challenges. And by being the first one to, to say or being the first one to ask in a public forum, whether it be on a podcast or through social media or through common skew, just something like that, not being afraid to ask um, the question. And then realizing that when you do ask the question, those people that are coming up with those answers, maybe it's slow to start, maybe it's only one or two, but to create a mastermind group like that only takes one or two people. It doesn't have to be a formal thing. It's like, hey, can we jump on a call and maybe flesh this out a little bit and talk a little bit more about it and see maybe where there are more similarities. And I can tell you how I've handled it, maybe see how you've handled it. It's like, yeah, cool. Let's jump on a call. Before you know it, you've got this relationship with these couple of people. Um, you're going through some things. The next time you guys come up with a question hey me and my mastermind group are talking and we're all stumped on this question anybody else feeling this asking for a friend just kidding I'm the friend it's me um you know who else is feeling this too and you're gonna eventually just start attracting those people 
mm -hmm. um, into your, you know, group. And you, before you realize that you've got a little mentorship group, you've got a little mastermind group, you've got a number of people that are out there. And I would imagine that, um, actually, I know from personal experience when I was on the distributor side that those, um, there are people that are dying to have those relationships. And if you can move it into a Facebook group or even just an email chain or a, a, a you know, group on Slack or something like that, um, you can ask those questions and you have your kind of trusted advisors in there. I would be willing to say that even just after hearing this podcast, there's probably going to be a number of people that will raise their hand and say, I would love to have something like that. Um, you know, people are probably going to be at different points in their career, but yeah, it is. It's easier when you're a, a CEO in a sense, because there are, you know groups of people in executive roles that network at different level of events and that that is facilitated by some of these larger organizations they put us in rooms specifically for that purpose so that we can network mm -hmm. with other higher level people like that um you know so some of it doesn't exist at the executive you know the account executive level but you know if it doesn't exist the best thing that you can do i think is you know build it so um good for you for asking and i hope that helped but i know that i don't have all the answers and i'm pretty sure that everybody out here listening uh, after this is over they're going to have some really cool things to say so definitely excited to see what wisdom and advice we get from the community for sure yeah i agree i think it was a good a good tip um or something that i have to kind of remind myself that just because I'm not asking the question or just because this doesn't exist doesn't mean that there's not others who are like, I wish we had this. So I think just right. having the mindset of I'm probably not the only one feeling this way <laughs> is something yep. that I can definitely lean on to kind of create or get to or facilitate what, what we want and what's going to work best for, um, whoever, you know, whoever wants to be a part of something like this. Um, yeah, so yeah absolutely. And it, it doesn't really have good. to be something crazy formal, but yeah. Very cool. So I won't keep you a whole lot longer. I know you have a ton of work to do and I have totally enjoyed this conversation. I'm super excited to see what comes of it. And even if it's just me and you talking on phone calls, if anybody wants to join our super <laughs> cool exclusive promo secret group on Wednesdays or whatever day we decide to do it, um, we can like have a secret handshake and maybe if there's enough of us, we'll get some jackets. <laughs> we know a girl, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now that you're hearing this, let us know. And we, we would definitely, even if you know, we can, we can get a couple of people together and start something for you. I'd love that. This could be maybe the catalyst to that but before yeah. we move on. I guess I do ask this every time and I'm really curious to know if you could nominate one person as a badass woman of promo, who would you nominate to be that person and why? Um, great question. I did think about this one before since I have listened before. Um, I think for me, I'm going to group them as one because I, I cannot pick, but my, um, my, this is very cliche again, but I think that the most inspirational and the most motivating people to me in the industry are Anna and Yvonne. Um, I have learned everything I know about this industry um, or, you know, the bulk of things I know about this industry from them. Um, they continue to push me. They continue to support me. They continue to encourage, um, encourage the mistakes so that I can learn, um, and empower me to make those mistakes so that I can learn. Um, and they have become two of my, truly my best friends that we've also connected on personal levels. Um, I, I just, I think they truly are badasses in their personal life and 
when they come to work every single day, um, motivated um, and motivating the team. Um, so I would definitely have to say Anna and Yvonne, I group them together. You will find them together most times <laughs> anyways. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of like a two for one deal. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I would definitely say, um, say them for sure. Very cool. Awesome. And I, I definitely think that's completely well-deserved. They are uh, two of my very favorite people. Like I said, Monarch, definitely one of the um, distributor companies that I, I very much respect in this industry. You're definitely doing it right. And you guys are doing a lot of things that um, I think people in the industry should definitely look into and they would be well to maybe take some advice and learn some tips from you. So thank you very much for, for that and for being here and for taking the time. I know it took a little bit of time to get this organized, but I'm so happy that we were able to connect. So Thank yeah, you. of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a really fun um, first podcast. Um, I can ramble um, as seen in the podcast that you are now listening to, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed just talking and kind of bouncing things back and forth. I think we have a lot of um, things that we can relate on and similar ideas. So it was nice to have this conversation and now we get to share it with everyone. It's very cool. I, I totally agree. And I am super grateful that I was able to be your first podcast hope. So I'm looking forward to host and I'm looking forward to uh, definitely many more and seeing where you kind of take things and, and how things evolve for you moving forward. So again, thank you very much. And uh, to everybody listening, uh, thank you for being here for um, your attention, for all of the likes, uh, the views, the listens, the massive support. We are growing at a tremendous rate and I love bumping into each and every one of you at these different events that I go to. And um, I've been getting hugs and I've been getting mail and I get email and I I just can't believe that this little teeny tiny podcast that I started um, has turned into such an incredible experience. And so thank you guys all for the tremendous support. Speaking of support, I want to give a huge shout out to um, the companies that are in promo that empower us to um, not only succeed as females in the industry and that support our badassery, but that empower the podcast financially. And that would be the good friends of ours at allmade.com. You can still get free shipping by using the promo code badass on your orders and also common ski. We talked about them a lot in this podcast, but they are um, obviously a software provider, but if you haven't jumped on common um, we have a whole community out there. We, um, have a social media feed. There are some tremendous collaborations going on, just competitors and, uh, service providers and vendors. We all get together. We talk on there. So definitely check it out. If you need a solution for your POs and your presentations, Common Skew is a great place to go for that. And then also some other fun sponsors. We actually um, don't talk about them too often because they're minor sponsors, but they did hook us up with some sweet swag and uh, we love them just as much as everyone else um, that has sponsored our podcast. We want to give a huge shout out to the cool kids at Keepsake Box USA. So that's keepsakeboxusa.com. They do amazing packaging and also Coaster Stone Customs. We've got some fun coasters that are going to be going out um, and Rachel will be able to get a box of some fun swag here soon, including some decals from Sticker Beat. So um, that's it. That's a lot of words, but I just want to, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsors for empowering us and taking the time to just really um, care about what's going on now and in the future of the industry. So thanks again for listening. I've said thanks 15,000 times. So thank you one last time and we're out. Have a great day, guys, and until next time. Bye-bye.